I am working on a road construction joke. <laughs> You're working on it? Yeah, give me a few months to lay it out. <laughs> no! Hello, and... <laughs> See, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Gear Related, a peak under the hood of the automotive repair industry, we are hosts. With the most. <laughs> named Ben. Your name is Ben. My name My is Ben. My name is Heather. Keep your own name to yourself. Right. Keep it to yourself. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> Please, hold the applause. My ears are hurting. Aww. So sad. So we've got, uh, we, we better jump right into this. I know, we've we got, got a lot, lot to cover here. we got a lot. Um, we but wanted, you got to update us. Yeah, we wanted to update you on a few things. You want, me to, you want me to do mine first? Why? Go ahead, jump right in. Okay, cool. So um, we've been talking about the Chevy Bolt. <laughs> we and it's fiery history. We haven't stopped talking about the Chevy no, Bolt. But uh, I just got um, a lovely article in my mailbox. So basically, if... So they've they've cut the price of their 2023 Bolts now by $6,000. Gee, I wonder why. Because nobody's buying them, right? Yeah, really? so they're just trying to... <laughs> So they're trying to move them out. So they've cut the price. Jeez, I Very thought it nice. would have. I thought it would have been like a selling like hotcakes or just Hot. s- like they're on fire. <laughs> Sorry, it's bad. It's so bad. So then the other thing that they're going to do. So they've they've cut the price, which is very nice. Um, and so Chevy sent out a memo to all the dealerships last week, which was like two weeks ago now, as of the airing of this podcast. Which is July 1st. Nope, it's a lie. It's a lie. It was last week, as of the airing of this. Time and space. The final frontier. Anyhow. Wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. So they said to the dealership, so they sent a memo out to all the dealerships and said, listen, anybody in the U.S. who's purchased a Bolt EV or EUV in the calendar year of 2022. And got burned by it. They, stop. <laughs> they did not say anything about burning. Okay. If they've purchased it during the 2022 calendar year, they're eligible for a further reimbursement. I guess not further, but they are going to get a reimbursement too. So only if you bought it though. If you've leased it, you don't get any money. Sorry. But any of any vehicle... For 2020, 2021, and 2022 models, and as long as they were purchased in 2022. So it doesn't have to be a brand new car. As long as it was purchased in 2022 and was one of those three model years. Gotcha. Makes sense? Okay. So um, they are doing this because there was a limited inventory, and so there weren't very many incentives. And so now they're like, oh, how are we going to make them not uh, get rid of this car? Um, so in their statement, it says, as a, result, uh, as a result of the price reduction announced on the 2023 Chevy Bolt EV, 
slash EUV, we want to make sure these customers are satisfied with their purchase and ownership experience. Wah, as wah. long as they're not... <laughs> I mean, didn't they fix the problem? They did. Supposedly. I, okay. I mean, as bad of a time as we like to give them, we have been informed that the problem is fixed. Okay. And it's not a software update. So that's excellent. So, you know, maybe maybe you want one, and it's $6,000 less, which is, you know, very different from the trend of the other EVs that are coming out. They seem to be getting higher and higher in price. Well, and you'd think they'd learn from their mistakes. So the like many iterations of a model, it's only going to be newer and better, And better, right? right. Less fiery, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> of the future! I'm sorry. Um, I can't do that, man. Now, you've got an update for us, too, right? Sort of. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we've... I don't know. I, this is probably, what, the third or fourth update we've given you on this topic. Said topic being the Massachusetts Right to Repair Act, which was enacted way back when in 2020, I believe it was. Way back. Yeah. Anyway, as soon as it was enacted... Well, just to recap, the voters of Massachusetts passed the... Uh, right to Repair Act, which is the first Right to Repair Act that allows the aftermarket and consumer access to their own data right. in the car. Seems um, like a no-brainer to right. me, but clearly. Because <laughs> to this point, the only people that have, or the only uh, entities that have access to this uh, telematics or your data is the manufacturer of the auto, or the, the automobile. Yeah. Um, the law Dumb. passed, and the the alliance that involves like thirty different uh, automakers took them to court. Got upset. Yeah, they were upset about this. There's no way um, we can introduce the equipment necessary to allow everyone to have access to this data <laughs> by model year 2023. Plus, how do we sell it? Exactly. How can we sell it to people if we don't have <laughs> unlimited access? So the judge has been delaying his decision, delaying his decision, delaying For his decision. Along, how many delays are we at? Uh, last delay was, I think there was the fifth delay, and <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the update? Okay, please to tell. Uh, so as of today, oh, actually no, I'm sorry. As of yesterday, yesterday. July first, uh, the judge overseeing the the challenge, um, Judge Douglas Woodlock has delayed his decision oh, for a sixth time. God. <laughs> Douglas. Citing the need to consider the full consider fully the implications of the long anticipated decision and unforeseen and unforeseeable scheduling complications due to the holiday weekend. Wait a second. Unforeseen? I'm pretty sure I knew the I 4th knew of this July was coming. Was coming. <laughs> There's this thing, judge, called a calendar. Calendar. Give it a try. Calendar. Calendar. It's on your phone even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we wait again. How long now? It doesn't say. Oh, God. Um, but it, it... Okay. So... Um, it, yeah, he didn't say how long, but apparently it's supposed to be a short one. But the oh, problem, the problem nice. is, is that the longer this goes on, it's... 
the, the longer we do not have access to our own data. And you know that because they're, the manufacturers are just waiting to hear what this decision is, because if they say, no, you can't have access, if they overturn it, then they don't have to provide the software or whatever they have to do to make it accessible to us. But why would they be working on that right now? Because they're hopefully going to get it overturned. So now it's going to be even a longer delay as they put that together. And the funny thing is, too, is according to the law that was enacted in 2020, two years ago, uh, it was supposed to be effective for model year 2023. And we're we're pretty much there now. So if he rules in favor of the state, he's going to have to. Then everybody's like, oh, crap, we... I have to put this in this year's model. <laughs> yeah, and they're not. I'm, I'm That's almost not positive happen. they're out on their boat right now. They are not working on this. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, B. It's a nice day. Yeah. It is a nice day because it's the summertime. And right. you know what that means. What does that mean in New York? <sighs> that we've reached the second season. We've come out of winter, and now we are in construction. We are in construction season. Yay! So that's a little bit what I wanted to talk about today. Everybody celebrate by drinking cocktail out of an orange cone. Out of an orange cone. So, I mean, it's annoying. It's lovely, though, when the streets are all done and they're, like, repaved and it's so pretty. It is super annoying. Are you pausing me? Oh, <laughs> he's over there clicking furiously. I have no idea. He's like, no, I don't want to hear this. You, Goodbye. How dare you? How dare you? So I wanted to know, like, who who does this? Who figures it out? That is, What's the why? Where? That is the who? biggest question I've always had whenever I'm stuck in traffic because of construction, the first thing that comes into my mind is, whose fault is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think about what I love is that I'll get on like our entrance ramp, which is actually a little bit better right now. But, um, and literally like I need to wear a, a soft cervical collar after I drive on that because of all the potholes and just whipping around and it's terrible. And yet they're fixing another entrance ramp or exit ramp that's, you know, Seems okay. That's yeah, not fair. Our interest ramp uh, has the, the our potholes have potholes. Our potholes have potholes. This is true. So I thought if I have the question, maybe other people have the question. And also, I kind of wanted to know who do I talk to if like there's a big huge problem on our street, like the nightmare on our street. Come on, fresh print. Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Jazzy Jeff, he fell asleep. It was bad. Oh, it was so bad. bad. So I went down a massive rabbit hole, which is kind of fun, actually. Of course, there's a <laughs> ton of bureaucracy and there's committees and there's this. But basically... Let's start with the city streets of Rochester. Okay. Okay, we're not talking about our entrance and exit ramps. We are talking about streets. Now, this is probably going to be different in your city, I would assume, but it's got to be pretty close. I think it's probably fairly close. So the city of Rochester is in charge of the actual city streets. Monroe County Department of Transportation takes over certain parts of highways and things like that. And then, of course, you have the whole New York State Department of Transportation, which 
kind of oversees everything. Well, yeah, because the city of Rochester is probably not going to be like, oh, let's go fix the city streets of Victor or uh, Irondequoy, but yet those are all in Monroe County. Right, right. So that's where I guess where the county could step in and... Right. So... Basically, in the city of Rochester, and I don't know how far their reach goes. I don't know if it's only in certain zip codes. Couldn't go down that rabbit hole. It was too big. That rabbit hole, (laughs) I didn't have enough carrots to get me through. But city of Rochester has a department. They have many departments. Way too many many dot guns. The Department of Environmental Services basically has this program, and they call it rigorous, that is trying to keep the city streets in good condition. Good luck. So that people can drive and bike and walk on them nicely. So they go through the the assessment of the street conditions goes through the Bureau of Architecture and Engineering. Wow, it's a so bureau. We it's like a Russian doll. You just take <laughs> off one head and another one is going to be there. And let me guess. The Bureau of what it say it again? Architecture, Architecture engineering. engineering, they probably have a bunch of departments too, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So, And their departments have departments. Our city engineer, if you go under their website, is Holly E. Barrett. Go, Holly. So they are talking about... Uh, they, they are the steward of our infrastructure. So that seems a pretty big umbrella. And what they try to do is talk to the different like community representatives of just regular residents in the different town hall meetings and things like that. They go through utilities and business owners and different things to try to figure out which project, like uh, public improvement projects are needed. So see business owners. <sighs> now you know who's uh, what do they call it? Who's palms to Greece? Yes, yes, exactly. So there's a bunch of different divisions. There's administrative, and then there's people who um, deal with the city-owned facilities. But if we're talking about just streets, there's the street design division. So they are looking at all the street inventory. I don't know what street inventory is. How many streets do we have? Maybe it's that. Check the inventory. Check the inventory. (laughs) And it coordinates all the improvements throughout the city. Oh, I don't want that job. Whoever does it, bless you. Bless your pee-picking heart because, oh my gosh. So there are some architects there and engineers that can... um, do the the projects in-house, but other times they do use consultants. And then there's the street construction division. And they're the ones that go out to all the projects to make sure that all the work is performed correctly, up to spec, and they inspect everything to make sure that the progress (laughs) isn't too slow, which it feels like it's too slow a lot. (laughs) It doesn't matter if they're there a day. It always feels too slow. it definitely feels too slow. So, they, <laughs> so now we're going to go back to the Department of Environmental Services because they're the ones that are sort of making, you know, but with the architecture and engineering, we've got all our city councils and business owners and everybody. So finally, um, you know, 
they they go around and they look at the streets and they say, okay, well, this one is a mess. It's got 75 potholes. So this one is top priority. This guy over here with only five, maybe later. And so See, I feel like that's a job I could do. Right. Just walk around. Well, yeah, that street sucks. Oh, that one's <laughs> yeah. terrible. So once they they figure out the condition of these streets, they decide those who need immediate attention. So they talk about interim repairs. So interim repairs happen through the street maintenance program, which I'll talk about in just a minute. And so there's kind of a just a <laughs> ongoing sort of rotation of streets that kind of they get their, you know, different things fixed on them and keep it never ends, never ends. And then if it's bad enough, then they will go ahead and do a more comprehensive fix. Basically a complete gut removal gut (laughs) and new asphalt. So if they just need like preventative maintenance, they just need to kind of fix a couple of things like cracks. They can do like asphalt crack sealing, like chip seal, which is where they put the asphalt emulsion down and then throw all that chip rock out Mm -hmm. the stone. Um, And then they can also like knock down. um, Well, maybe not knock down. They apply straight over an overlay of like an inch of asphalt to fix that. So um, they tend to do that overlay on streets that are pretty close to needing like a rehab. So they can't just do these quick fixes anymore. Did you know that you could tell roughly how many repaves you have based on the height of your curbs? Is that like basically, oh my gosh, it's like the (laughs) rings of a tree, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So... They basically, if, if your street is in poor condition, hold on because you're going to, there's going to be some major stuff that happens. So they'll like mill it and resurface it. So they'll like take out one or two inches of asphalt, asphalt, oops, and then put (laughs) one or one or more inches of new asphalt. And that's a better fix, obviously, than just these little patches that they do. Why? Why? The second a new plow comes over, you've patched a pothole. It's above the str- the other asphalt a level a little bit, but a little bit, and then the plow comes over and just pops it right out. It's wonderful. <laughs> Why? When they do a full street rehab, they actually take out the entire road base. So they dig it out like between 15 and 23 inches down and completely redo the base repairs. And they put new curbing. They'll upgrade the water main system, the lighting system, the oh. sidewalks, the dry. So that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, Good luck getting we, home. We had that. They, they did that to the street that our shop is just off of. Oh, my God. That took forever. Yes. And so they they try to, they say, they try to notify. But I think, you know, they, they pretty much get out the word. They'll send mailings out to the residents to let them know, hey, in however long this is going to happen. They do talk about public meetings. So you can go if you're like, I cannot have my street closed down for all of this, or you don't like a non-pothole, you love potholes in your street, you can go to that meeting and fight against it if you want to. 
but at least they kind of give you your say there. Well, let's say there's a bunch of road construction going on right now. Because mm-hmm. there is. Because there always where is. Where would one go or how would one figure out where all the projects, say if you wanted to avoid them. Right. To get somewhere. So you. What, how would we discover what's going on, what they're doing? Oh, uh, there's a million ways, which is really cool. So you can kind of pick your favorite. <laughs> well, I have a favorite. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, so, and it depends on what we're looking at. So if we're if we're going back to, if you just want City of Rochester, the City of Rochester on their website has something called the Street Beat. And that's why it's my favorite. Yep. And it is a lovely little chart that just goes down through and it will tell you um, the, the name of the street that's currently being worked on, what they're doing, what's the project kind of scope in a nutshell, where we are in the process, who's doing it, when do they expect it to be done, is there any parking restrictions or traffic restrictions, and then who you can contact if you have questions. So, you know, um, a lot of this is the construction manager, um, but it's it's pretty nice. They've got phone numbers and their field office locations and... And it's called the street beat. And it's called the street beat. Yep. So then if you want to talk about Monroe County, so that's more like in the highways. Um, it's, it's <laughs> you can get, I mean, there's just, there's so, so much information on the web, which is a little bit crazy. But when you're looking at like the state owned streets and highways, um, that is more the Monroe County, New York State Department of D- Transportation. So we're talking about even the ones that come through the city, obviously, still right. interstate, still under their jurisdiction. So 490, 590, the Interloop, um, Westridge Road, because it's New York 104, right? Um, all the expressway ramps, the Lake Ontario Parkway. The um, Keeler Street Expressway, which is also New York 104. Wait, there's a Keeler Street? Yep. Expressway? Mount Reed Boulevard, uh, Lake Ave, which is Lyle Ave to Ridge Road, and then all the bridges over the expressways count for them. So that's a lot. Yeah. If you want to know what's going on there, you can go on the Monroe County DOT website, but also... You can go on social media. So you can look them up on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not super sure that they have a huge presence there, but Twitter is a big one. They will update that thing all the time. And it's at NYSDOT, and that's the New York State DOT. And then if you want more local, just Rochester, it's at 511NY Rochester. And they are updating stuff all the time. And the and the other thing that's cool about do they do they have like a cool name for it like the Road Cruise News? No, no five one one. Yeah, it's the five one one five one one, which is funny to me because you'll see here in just a second. But um, yeah, so they also give you a bunch of information on different. Like we were just talking about, they're doing a whole talk about the infrastructure and what we're going to do with electric vehicles and what that's going to start looking like on the expressways because rest stops at this point don't really have a whole lot of charging stations. And they're only going to need more. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when we're talking about state highways, the city does take over stuff about like some some street lighting, obviously snow and ice control and some stuff, um, especially in the bridges over the expressways, pothole repair, 
just on the bridges over the expressways. Otherwise, uh-uh, we're not doing it. And they do the litter cleanup for 490 in the inner loop. Good job. Wow, good for you guys. Good job. So if you are looking out in your street and you're like, there is an entire, like I could swim in the pothole or any other concern you have with your street. If it's maintenance or pothole repair, you call 311. Wait, that's all you have to do? Not 511, which is the Twitter. Or it's 311. Or 411. They're all these one ones. Don't do 911. That will not get you anywhere. <laughs> I'd like to report a pothole. <laughs> you don't understand. It's so bad. I almost stepped in it. <laughs> so 311, and you can just uh, report it. There's also online ways to do that, which is kind of nice because. I don't know. I never really, I grouse about it, but I don't ever do anything about the pothole. And then just magically, you know, six months later, I'm like, oh, look. Did you know that there's also a form you can fill out that if your car is damaged from a pothole, you can seek money from the county? What? That's right. Where do you find that? Well, let me tell you. I'm so glad you asked. In the city of Rochester, there is a claims department just for potholes, right? Nice. Now, this is going to be different depending on where you live. For instance, in New York City, there's a whole different ball game. Uh, if it's a state road in New York, you're probably going to be out of luck because um, they just don't they just don't pay much. Um, but here's the claims number. It's 585-428-694 now. Now, your claim has to be Wait, no, filed. No, no, no. Say that again. 585 Six nine four nine. Okay, that's the claims number. For okay, it. so you can only do it via phone. There's no online. Interesting. You should say that. The answer, unfortunately, is no. Oh my gosh, we have to speak to actual people. <laughs> All right. No. Let me give you the four one one on this. No. Sorry. Um, so you've got to do it within ninety days. Uh, your claim must be in English. You have to have a notarized letter containing your name, address, your attorney's name and address, if you're being represented. Representative. Represented. Uh, Time, date, and place of the event. You must be very specific. Uh, you got to describe the damage or injury, how it happened. Have pictures. If there's property damage involved, describe the property. You oh, like, oh, like I hit a pothole and it flew me it into my neighbor's garage or mailbox Ooh. or whatever. Yeah. Give a license plate number and state of registration for cars and other vehicles. Your signature on the letter must be witnessed by a notary public. You can go to the library. Yes, you can. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> Check out a book. Now, this is, where, this is to answer your question about the online thing. Your letter must be served either in person or by certified or registered mail on the Corporation Council, room 401, City Hall, 30 Church Street, Rochester, New York, 14614. Isn't that cute? So you have to have all of that information, which is fine. But then you have to have a notary. Yep. And then you have to send it certified mail or deliver it in person. That's right. I like all the little hoops we got to jump through. Now, if this is something you're actually considering, um, this is not information that's required, but definitely recommended is you should include all of your contact information, like telephone number, at home, work, wherever, cell phone, itemized repair bills. If 
oh, if yeah. you do actually sustain some damage from a pothole, get a repair estimate so that they know how much we're talking about and what it's going to cost to fix your car. Um, if there's witnesses, if somebody was in the car with you, Ooh. put name of those witnesses and contact any yeah. information about the event at all uh, will help you. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So I was um, looking down on this street beat that gives us, you know, the current <laughs> major um, constructions. Not, I guess not necessarily just major, but there are 17 projects on this sh- on this list right now. Just for just for the city. Just for the city. Wow. We're in the season. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that ans- it answered a lot of questions for me. I just was kind of like, how do we magically know? I mean, I, I guess I knew that there was going to be, there had to be a, a process for deciding which Once, streets. Yeah. But well, I just We all knew never, there was a process, but. It was just magical. And now it's now still we know. a little magical. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can go to the hearings if you want to keep your ear to the wall and follow the twits and and see how and now you know how, how to get reimbursed works. for a pothole and pothole reimbursement you we, called it a pothole i like that pothole because well, when you've been pothole when you've been pothole you know it it's much different than pigeonhole that's true it is much different <laughs> so that's what you got if you have any questions about road construction you can email us at contact at gearrelated.com or we'll you point can point you to the website. Yeah, it's gonna say, <laughs> or you can go to the uh, office of architectural and engineering and uh, just sit around and <laughs> and shoot the pothole breeze. <laughs> yeah. As always, thanks for listening. You know where to find us at Twitter. That's at Shonato, S C H O E N. On the Facebooks, Facebook, Instagrams. Instagram, our website, gearrelated.com. And, and just tell us how much you love us, please. We're getting sad. We we always need more love. A little bit desperate. Desperation is a thing that happens sometimes. But thanks so much for listening. Absolutely. We will see you next time.